You are listening to The Sidebar, courtesy of the New York Association of Black Journalists, a program about the world of media as seen through the lens of black media makers. Greetings and salutations, everybody. My name is Michael W. Ray, and you are listening to another episode of The Sidebar, the podcast brought to you by the New York Association of Black Journalists. My guest today, um, the announcer, the host of the African-American Day Parade, um, which is drawing up on a, uh, an anniversary um, in Harlem, New York, is Ms. Olivia Sanders. Um, Olivia, thank you for taking time uh, out of your schedule for us today. I know you, you know, busy life, busy household. So, uh, you know, we'll get straight to the point. But thank you for uh, the moments you've uh, set aside for us today. You're welcome. I'm happy to be here. Um, talk to us about Olivia, your background, where you're from, and, uh, you know, just, just that. We'll, we'll start um, with that. I'm originally from Texas. Uh, I grew up like a child of the media, um, you know, I remember when Magic Johnson announced he had HIV. I remember Jordan and all of his championship rings. So growing up a 90s kid in the media, it just, you know, that stuck to me. And so I knew I wanted to be a journalist um, even growing up as a kid. And so journalism kind of led me to New York City. Um, in 2017, I started my own media company, O'Girl Media, where I told stories that were important to me in New York and in Texas. And through starting Old Girl Media, I ended up the announcer for the African-American Day Parade in Harlem. Um, they saw a story I did about the parade. I published it online. And um, the parade saw it. And so they invited me to join them. And so for the last six years, I've been hosting the African-American Day Parade in Harlem. Let's talk a little bit about your, your love of media. Um, was there one particular thing within media that caught you or was it a few things? Um, what, what was it that, you know, created a, basically a love for media? Cause you have to have a love for media to take it to the, the level that you've, uh, you've taken uh, your career to this point. So what was there any one moment in particular? Um, I think being a child, um, and I, I worked with my four star telegram, which was my local newspaper, they had a division called Class Acts, and every Tuesday they would publish this um, magazine in the newspaper. And so I got involved with them as a kid. So, I mean, I was in middle school trying to help write articles with newspaper staff and things like that, um, providing feedback about products and what's cool and what's not for teens. And so just being able to serve in that capacity with the Forrester Telegram so young, um, had me hooked. I mean, I was like, this is it. This is, you know, and I realized also I could get closer to my favorite celebs with a pen in the pad or a camera in my hand versus being a fan. And so that also stuck with me. Um, it, it almost, it almost sounds like you were an influencer before we even had that name. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps do I you ever look? Do bit. you ever look at it that way? I, you know, I never have, but I think definitely I was because that's what I was doing. Um, 
you know, providing feedback about products and movies and giving my opinion and, you know, being able to communicate with my friends at school and asking them, you know, about different things. So definitely, uh, before there was a name for it, that's what I was doing. <laughs> yes, you you are the original influencer. Yes, Liz, we, we, we broke that here first on the sidebar. Um, maybe, maybe not as a, a, a young, a young lady, but at what point in your media journey did, uh, the significance of the power you had with your media experience, um, turn to it being a necessity for the African-American community? Um, in starting old girl media. So one of the stories that I've done with Old Girl Media was, um, I called it Lisa's Story. And it's about a um, African-American woman's journey with kidney disease. And so I just wanted to tell her story and what she went through and getting a new kidney transplant and eventually getting off of dialysis. Um, so an organization in Texas saw that story. It was a Texas story that I did. An organization in Texas saw that story and they were like, oh, that's our new spokesperson. And she was hired for a position with an organization that um, seeks to educate others about kidney disease and how to handle it. And so um, through me just telling her story on O-Girl Media, putting it out there, she was able to get this job. Um, she's had the job now for, oh my goodness, um, at least five, six years now. So she's been... Um, was blessed with a job that she didn't even know she wanted or needed. She wasn't even looking for work. Um, but the story just opened doors for her. And so I, I, that's what I realized in the power. And, you know, that in telling African-American stories um, that are often overlooked, um, there's power in that because we all have a story. And it can help someone grow, learn, um, and just make someone better. Is there anything about that story in particular that resonated with you? I mean, it was it's honestly a, a, a significant flag in the ground moment for you as a story. It, it, it showed its power. Your, your grasp in media showed its power by it. it this, I mean, this you said this woman's had this position now for five years um, as a kidney transplant recipient myself um, after eight years of dialysis to have someone decide to tell that story resonates with me. So is there anything particular in that story when you look back on it that's like <sighs> brings a smile or or, or just a, a, a moment? Is, 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 or is there another story that may resonate with you that significantly? Um, I think that story resonates with me significantly because um, I honestly was like looking for a story and the moment it came to me. Uh, I was like, I need a story. I need a story. Where's my next story coming from? And literally, um, I saw something on social media from this lady. And I was like, oh, that's it. I need to tell her story. And it, it became personal for me recently because my brother was diagnosed with kidney disease. And I never knew that I, you know, it would hit so close to home um, with my brother. And so... Um, I know a little bit about what he's going through because I've told the story and, um, it's made such an impact for others. 
so it's kind of the, you know, the gift that keeps on giving because she's still telling her story to this day, um, helping others. And so I think that was the power with Old Girl Media because even when I told the story of African American Day Parade, I didn't think it would turn into six years of announcing the parade in Harlem. I had no idea I would even, you know, get involved with the parade. And in fact, the way I got involved with the parade was through the New York Association of Black Journalists. Um, they marched in the parade one year under their then president, Michael J. Feeney. Uh, and I marched with them. I loved it. And I was like, okay, I'm, you know, sold on the African-American Day Parade. This is it. And um, so this is kind of like a full circle moment for me, um, discussing the African-American Day Parade uh, with New York AVJ because it was your organization that got me started with the parade. How did we get to New York from Texas as we draw closer to getting to the African-American Day Parade itself? Um, just take us a little bit to the journey that got you. Because clearly, I mean, I'm born and raised in New York and Texas is not right around the corner. So uh, <laughs> how did we get here um, uh, from t- from Texas? My parents always traveled with us as kids. So, like, I'll, I'll be honest with you. The night Michael Jordan won his first three-peat, he, he made it, he had won his third championship. This is this epic three-peat. That night, I was in New York City. I was at the Hotel Pennsylvania across the street from Madison Square Garden because that's where me and my family were staying. The next day, we drove into Chicago. So we were the family that, you know, traveled. Um, my dad, I now know that my dad actually had us traveling um, behind the NBA championships. Uh, we went to Boston when Boston went back to back in the 80s. We also went to L.A. We went to Detroit, oh. we Chicago. So, like, during from the 80s to the early 90s, yeah, my dad just had us kind of, summer vacations kind of centered around the NBA championship and who won it. Uh, No doubt. So he could get memorabilia for his coworkers, but it also was just um, fun for me. Right. Because once again, I was a media kid. So I'm watching all of the interviews and I'm getting to, uh, to see my favorite, you know, sports stars on TV. So to get from New York to Texas or from get to Texas from New York, it was just the, this is where we would come for vacation. So, like, I mean, when I was coming to New York in the 90s, it was before Giuliani changed it. But even still, I knew that, you know, this was a very vibrant city. Um, and the people were, like, second to none. Um, the diversity that you get here, you can't get anywhere else. And I grew up heavily influenced by the Mexican culture in Texas. Yo hablo español, tengo mi especialidad en español. And so just having that heavy influence coming here, um, it was just a natural fit because I could, you know, interact with the Dominican community, the Puerto Rican community, um, just the various communities that are here. Um, and so that's been just a plus for me. So it's easy for me to come from Texas to New York with all the diversity here, uh, my love of Spanish and um, just the people. It's just it was a natural fit. So- it sounds like it. Um, let me just ask you for just a second to step away from your your role as announcer and host. What does the African American Day Parade mean to you just as a consumer? Um, it's a chance for me to see African American culture celebrated in such a major way. And I get to see Jamaicans. I get to see Nigerians. It's not just 
um, Black Americans that were born here in the state, um, the African diaspora is on display. And so being able to work with an organization that has its hand in the African diaspora, not just Black Americans, that just means so much to me. Um, and so that's what really drawn, you know, drew me to the organization. Um, I know when, when I had the pleasure of uh, first meeting you, you were out, you were at an NYABJ uh, summer event, you had the stroller, you had the kids. Um, what is it like to share these moments with your children? Mm. Well, I mean, it's kind of what my parents did with me. Like, I remember being a little girl going to hear Ambassador Andrew Young preach at a church in Texas. And, of course, everybody may know him as Andy Young, uh, civil rights legend, uh, political figure, everything. Um, you know, I remember listening to the NAACP president, Kwayase Fume speak. So as a little girl, my parents tried to just instill in me that there was a world bigger than myself. And um, there are other leaders who control this world. You know, they, they're everywhere. You know, we are always going to have a base. Our people are always going to be somewhere working and helping to make things better, um, or at least trying to. And so just knowing that, I want to pass that on to my kids. I want them to know that, um, you know, mommy cares about our community um, and, and the stories that we tell and how powerful they are. And that, you know, we gotta have to have control of that narrative and that story and that we are needed, um, even if it's starting our own media company and telling the stories we want to tell. Those stories are needed and they're valid. And it takes people like mommy and those who come before me to uh, make those stories heard. Ladies and gentlemen, Sunday, September 17th, 2023, with the theme of celebrating African-American culture, will be the 54th annual African-American Day Parade. So as you, ladies and gentlemen, as you listen to this, there is more than significant time to register. Make sure you register um, and, and attend if you're in the, if you're in the metropolitan area or if you've not. Our guest has already mentioned her and her family traveled around the country to follow you know, NBA winning teams. So, um, you know, th this is definitely a worthy, a worthy event um, to come and, and bear witness to and be a part of. Let's get into the 54th annual African-American Day Parade. Tell us about this particular 54th year. Uh, what would you like to see people leave with? Uh, as they come, attend, and, and socialize, and you know, and, and 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 go on their way. What would you like for them to take with them? Well, for this 54th annual um, African American Day Parade, we are going to be celebrating African American culture, and so our culture is so deep and diverse. Um, we will have four grand marshals who represent. Um, just an array of background when it comes to our involvement in culture. Um, so we'll have Debbie Smith, who's an award-winning TV radio host, author, and actor, and she's a legend in New York media. 
Um, we have Ashley Keiko, owner of Keiko Studios, a music academy. She's a musician and entrepreneur. We also have Joy Bivens, director of the Schomburg Center for the Research in Black Culture. And we have Joaquin Dean, who's the founder and CEO of Rough Riders Entertainment. What I want people to come and do is to um, learn more about our culture. If you didn't know who these people are, they will be there at the parade. Um, and I want them to come away proud and happy and, uh, you know, just feeling elated to be there. Um, this is the 50th anniversary of hip hop this year, which is, I think, something that African-American culture has given to the world. Um, and so that's why we will have Joaquin Dean as one of our um, honorees who founded Rough Riders Records and uh, Rough Riders Entertainment. And so um, I'm just hoping people will take away a love of our culture. You know, if you love us, then come see us and celebrate with us on Sunday, September 17th. But we have a new event this year, the African-American Day Parade, um, on Saturday, September 16th, which is the day before the parade. We're going to have our first annual Get Involved Community Literacy Health and Celebration of Culture. And so what we want to do is this came, this event came about out of, you know, wanting to educate our young people about reading and the importance of reading. And so um, we've created this whole day uh, for that. And so this is going to be our first annual Get Involved Day. Um, we're going to have a health panel and Q&A. Talking Good Health. We're going to be having literacy games and giveaways and more. We're going to do a tribute to hip hop on that day. And also we're going to have a dance battle segment. So this is going to be like a day long event. It's going to be at the Plaza of the State Building in Harlem. Everybody knows 125th and Adam Clayton Powell Jr. Boulevard. That's like the corner um, and one of the major corners in Harlem. So we'll be right there on um, Saturday, September 16th, the day before the parade. So we want people to join us from 11 to 6 p.m. on Saturday and then come out on the next day and enjoy the parade. Um, last year was one of the longest parades we had had in years. We, we couldn't believe how long the parade went. And so we're hoping that we have as good a turnout as we did last year, if not better, because um, everybody should just be excited to come out and celebrate the African-American Day Parade. It's a fun day. It's a safe day. Um, it's a day for family um, and young people, old people. And so um, it's just a wonderful, wonderful um, time. It's a wonderful time. If... If, if if I could ask you to do this, I, I really only have two more questions for you. I, I know you have, you know, your time constraints. Um, but my my first question for you would be, could you speak to that fringe or that, uh, for whatever reason, disjointed individual who's hearing you, who may pull up AfricanAmericanDayParade.org, who may look at the flyer and say to themselves, why? Why should I attend? Why should I bother? Why is this significant? To that individual, what would you um, want to say to them? I would say, look across the country is what's happening to African-American studies. Across America today, there is an attack on teaching our children African-American studies, which is our history. 
Um, we are seeing bans all across the country on books that deal with African-American history and the study of us. And so I would tell them this is why this is needed. Every year we must always come back and celebrate our culture because this is a world that seeks to destroy our true history. And so we have to be there as the gatekeepers to tell them the truth and showcase the best of African-American culture. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you have been listening to The Sidebar, the podcast of the New York Association of Black Journalists. My name is Michael W. Ray. I'm your host for this particular episode. I've had the wonderful experience of having a, a, a brief amount of time, yet powerful, with Ms. Olivia Sanders, African-American Day Parade announcer and host. So, as I, and again, ladies and gentlemen, please, um, you can go to AfricanAmericanDayParade.org for more information. And uh, it will be Sunday, September 17th at uh, Adam Clayton Powell Boulevard. And uh, what is it? 111th to 137th Street is the parade route, if I'm correct. Is that accurate? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, we'll be, um, it's all along Malcolm X Boulevard. There's a, I mean, the block, you can just, oh, oh, whatever right. block you have to go into. From like 113th all the way to 135th, I believe. <laughs> so any block in that along um, Adam Clayton Powell Jr. Boulevard, 7th Avenue. Okay. That's our spot. Come check us out. Miss Sanders, it's been an honor and a privilege to sit and talk with you for a few minutes. Thank you for your time for the sidebar. Before we go, my last question as we go on out is this. If Olivia Sanders the African-American Day Parade announcer and host could pick up the telephone and speak to Olivia Sanders of 15, 20 years ago, that young lady riding cross country with her dad, picking up uh, uh, NBA championship memorabilia or, 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 or coming up with stories uh, while in her time, her formative years in mm. Texas, what would you say to her? You know, I would tell her, uh, get to New York as soon as you can. Um, I was scared to make the move to New York because I had, you know, people told me you needed this, you need that, you got to do this, you got to do that. Uh, but I would tell her to get to New York as soon as she can. That's where you're going to find your people. <laughs> That's what I would tell her. That's beautiful. Thank you very much for your time. And uh, we look forward to uh, September 17th, 2023 for the African-American Day Parade. Yes, I can't wait to see everyone in Harlem. The third Sunday in September, I will be out there. Thank you very much. You are welcome. I have a pleasure speaking with you. We wish to express our most sincerest thanks to our distinguished guests. If you have enjoyed what you've heard, please subscribe and give The Sidebar a great review. As a reminder, the views and opinions expressed in every episode of The Sidebar belong to the individuals who made them and not to the NYABJ. For more information on the NYABJ, please visit www.nyabj.org. Music by Halizna Raps.